Hey guys, it's Pamela from the CHH podcast team and welcome back to CHH where we interview women in Christian music all over the world. Welcome to series three of the podcast. Today we'll be speaking to UK singer and songwriter Asha Elia. She talks about her musical journey, her experience doing music full time and her Spotify playlist Vibes and Glory plus much, much more. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at CHH podcast and share this episode with a friend. So hey Asha. Hey. Welcome to the CHH podcast. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. So we're big fans. I'm a big fan. CHH we're big fans of Asha Elia. But for people who don't know you, could you please introduce yourself? Um, I'm a UK-based singer-songwriter. Been going for about maybe four years, around that time. And I make R&B, Afrobeat kind of music. Nice. And maybe say to us, people who are close to you, maybe three words that they would use to describe you. Um, I would say, oh, bubbly. Nice. Um, very, like, wise. People would say that about me all the time. Very wise, but hyphenated. Very wise. <laughs> <laughs> and what else? Oh, like, um, what's the word? Focused. Nice. Nice. Nice words. Um, so yeah, you mentioned that you've been doing it for three, four, five years. Um, I went and found that your first like single was Serve back mm-hmm. in 2018. I remember being at uni and like everyone sharing this song and I was just really? like, yeah, literally, like I remember being like, who is this girl? Like I really wow. like this song and I didn't know who you were, but I remember hearing the song. And um, over the years, you just put out singles for like a few years before the actual EP dropped in 2020, new work deal, new work deal. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about dropping your first EP back in 2020. Um, I really enjoyed the experience just because I was able to put like a storyline together mm-hmm. and it just felt completely different to a single. Like it felt like an actual like piece of of me. Like mm-hmm. not that singles aren't, but it was just way more put together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now I can imagine, especially if you've like come from dropping a few singles, letting people start to know you get, mm-hmm. you know, building a fan base. And then it's, how many songs were in the EP? Um, like, Five, I want to say. Yeah, around five. Yeah, I remember five. Yeah, like five. I just remember the like blue cover art, and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And that's like one of the first things of you that I knew. But I was introduced to you. (laughs) I don't know if I told you this, but I was introduced to you as an artist, and then began following you from. Um, your feature on Jeje with Lemon, oh, Lemon Blaze. Yeah, I hear that quite a lot. And I remember being like, "Who is this girl in this song?" Like, I loved it. And yeah, he's like one of my favorites, and he's also our friend. But he's great. And I remember listening to it and just being like, "Whoever this is, her voice is amazing. I need oh. to go and hear more of her stuff." And that's when I went backwards and then found other stuff. Um, but yeah, the question is just about collaborations. What it's like featuring on some of these people's music? Maybe mm. some of your favorite collaborations. Let us know. Um, some of my favourite collaborations, definitely JJ, uh, definitely gets a spot. Um, what else? I just dropped one with Raymaz and Bridge. That nice. one, is, yeah, is beautiful. Love it. <laughs> You've been on fire though. Every week is like, hi guys, new song, and I was like, <laughs> and they're good. They're uh, actually good. <laughs> quality and quantity. Quality hopefully. and quantity. Um, what other ones? There's been so many. In Control of Shadia, because I just thought oh, that maybe good. it's just at the top of my head. Yeah, you performed like it recently. Yeah. 
That's good one. That's really good one. I really, well, my, I mean, this is not about me, but one of my favorites personally is uh, Dreams. Oh, yeah. With yeah, one yeah, Miss Shereen, yeah. who we're big fans of over at the podcast because we had her on series two. Um, love Dreams. Mm-hmm. Dreams was like the one that I think showed me that, yeah, UK girls are here to stay in this scene. Really? Because it was like, not only UK people loved it, like people outside the UK would talk about this song. And I was like, oh, but did you know that there are girls like there are uk people yeah. um and people were just so surprised that this wow. music was coming out from the uk Crazy. so definitely one of my favorites um and you, and you guys are like friends so. yeah yeah she's one of my closest friends in music so that's so nice yeah she mentioned you in her interview as well so i, I love that it, it kind of balances out um so you're an artist as we've established but you actually do music full-time or do you do like creation and art full-time Right? Music and content creation. Music and content creation. So So what does your day look like? Like when you wake up and... Every day is different. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's the conventional answer. I literally wake up and I I look at like my to-do list and I decide, okay, what's urgent for today? And then I just try and get it all done. Mm -hmm. But every day it feels like there's there's always something to do. What's some of the like topics and... Sorry, some, some of the like areas of things you're usually um on. like even like before this interview like yeah doing the misguided taking the misguided cooks and wearing it now and going out and taking photos and then coming back and then if you weren't here i'd be recording a feature do you know what i mean like, yeah or i'd be planning my tiktoks so yeah that's just... so fun <laughs> yes, you're, li- you're living the dream like you're, you're doing what every creative wants to do just like create you know yeah and you mentioned this misguided like clothes and stuff but like what does that mean? For someone who oh. doesn't know, what what's that? So basically, they they give me clothes and I just take pictures with them. So it's kind of like I get the clothes and then I'm just promoting them. Oh no! Nice. She's basically saying she's an ambassador. Like, yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> yeah, and I think for me, it's like I know personally, I'm on a budget. Like as a full time artist, yeah, the budgeting is real. So, um, I think what I'm passionate about with the misguided is just finding clothes that are moderately modest like we're not like muslims but at the same time we don't want everything hanging out so, <laughs> so that's what i'm trying it's to like, do trying to look cute but yeah. also you know saved and satisfied yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what's that no but misguided is not misguided is not known for like this it's holiest yeah outfits. exactly so how, how are you making it work i literally it takes the ages to scroll through and like find it because like once i get it i can't return it yeah so I make everything like everything all the sizes are cool so yeah, it takes me ages, hours. <laughs> so that's part of the content creation and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I thought as well, you release a lot of content on Reels, on, on TikTok, um, in your stories. So this is all planned and things that are like prepped and stuff like that. Are they? Are they planned? Are they prepped? Or is it like spontaneous? Um, I just, I'll spend like hours scrolling through TikTok to find ideas. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next morning I'll go and film. Yeah. <laughs> that, I like it. It works, it works. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I talked about all the collabs that you've been a part of. I would love to know maybe someone that you would love to collaborate with. So maybe it's not in the works yet, or you're talking to them or something like that. But what's the collaboration that would be like a dream collab for you? Um, mm, Montelfish. Really? That makes sense. You guys' style make. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. And it nearly happened, but I think it took too long, and then he was he'd moved on by oh. then. <laughs> That doesn't mean it's a door closed. That no, just means in the you know, future. In the future. Yeah, I'm looking forward like, to it. Hey, I'm mm-hmm. yeah, me. Like, I'm a girl that took a while to get back to you. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> no, I feel like that could be a really that could be a great sound. I think 
sonically, you guys make sense. Yeah. Yeah, that would be really nice. One tell if you're watching this. I don't know why he would be watching this. <laughs> but if you are, please hit up our garage. <laughs> we want it to happen. Um, so you have mentioned on, I think you did a live a couple weeks ago or maybe last week. And you had mentioned you have a project in the works. Or yeah, something in the works. An EP yeah. in the works. Mm-hmm. What can you tell us without getting yourself in trouble or anything? What can you tell us in terms of this new project coming out? Um, it's just vibes. Okay. So I didn't really focus on a, like a storyline like New York Deal. It's more so just exploring different sounds mm. and different ways that like my voice can sound as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's mostly like a my piano Afrobeat type. So mm. It's just fun. That's yeah. nice. You even talked about like exploring sounds, and um, one thing I think I've noticed going back from like your older stuff till now, and a lot of your collabs, is that you have definitely found a sound that's very niche to you in terms of I don't even know how to describe how your voice sounds, but even with like Afrobeats and R and B, it's also very like angelic and what there's a word we talked about one time when you were about to go on stage at the imprint concert and you described your voice somewhere and I was like yeah that's that's the best way to put it but what I said airy airy it was like airy and light but also Mm -hmm. like with like vim Um, so how did you develop that sound and how did you know that this is the way I'm supposed to go um I think for me like from the start probably it's why I got started in music is because I couldn't find Mm. music that people were singing like how I sing because especially within gospel a lot of it is like belty like bringing everything to the table which is amazing but I was just I just want some easy listening because I was used to like Jenny Aiko and stuff yeah 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 and so like even though I didn't class myself as a singer at the time I just thought okay I can at least just try and whisper on the track also because (laughs) (laughs) also because I actually for a long longest time ever and still I'm not as comfortable as I could be I haven't really liked my chest voice or like my mm. mixed voice so like I've only really been comfortable in the falsetto anyway so it's kind of like the perfect opening okay. to start and even like now I'm getting more comfortable like with new me I wasn't really singing falsetto oh yeah yeah and that's yeah. like this I didn't really sing falsetto so yeah now nice. I'm just exploring different, different yeah. ways your voice can go that's that's what we want to hear you know it's all about growing as an artist and I think the fans enjoy that as well but it's so funny that you would say that you didn't hear anyone that sounded like that so you said okay I'm gonna be that solution and I think that's why people gravitate towards you because there isn't many that sound like you um and even as I was saying oh yeah you and, and uh, Montel Fish sound good phonetically phonet- uh, sonetically it makes sense because there was a gap in the market for even like Sarah Natalie mm-hmm. I feel like you yeah. guys yeah, she's like my soul sister. <laughs> That's why Rejoice made so much sense. Like, <laughs> yeah, all three Rebecca of you, Rebecca, well. yeah. love Rebecca. Like, you three just made sense together because you all had that, like, not that you sounded the same, but you had that kind of same Similarity. Vein. Yeah. Yeah, Sarah's inspired me so much. She's amazing. And she's a great producer. Yeah, she's And amazing. she's also on this series of the podcast. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Her episode will be coming out hopefully soon. Um, but yeah, no, we really appreciate that. Um, sound that you give and I think it's also something that people don't expect in Christian music so it can even appeal to people outside of Mm -hmm. the the church so as well as like producing music you're also curating music playlists you're also designing stuff you're also um, creating content you have a playlist called Vibes and Glory can you tell us a bit about what Vibes and Glory is all about um so I actually created it on the day that Sav my first song was released oh nice well back in 2018 yeah yeah because I was like there's there's not really any playlist that 
have this kind of sound, like R&B, like, because everything was CHH back then. So I thought, let me just create a Christian R&B playlist. And then from there, I think it's just naturally grown. I think because it stood out and like, like we said about like the whole voice thing, when there's a gap in there, like there's not Mm. as much of that, then people are more likely to like gravitate to it. Because like that's, you're giving people what they need. Exactly. What they're looking for. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's just like a principle that I've tried to take into everything that I'm going to actually think of. Okay, what do we actually need? Let me give it to them. Nice. And that makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. If they're looking for it, they will Mm -hmm. find it. Exactly. Gravitate towards it. How did it develop from just the playlist to t-shirts and merch even like okay so, sorry guys like mav city maverick the maverick city were like hey we love your shirt like yeah. what I'll how to them. how um i think at the start it was just a playlist that could like help incorporate my music and mm-hmm. show people my music but then as more christian like, r&b artists came up like every year there's so much more and I just stopped having to like struggle and add rap to the playlist. Like now it's mostly just like R and B yeah, yeah. stuff, which is what I wanted it to be in the first place. And I realised this playlist is so much bigger than me. <laughs> it actually yeah, is. Exactly. You're putting people on to uh, like new artists and stuff like that. Like Yeah, yeah. so like I think realising that it's kind of it's a culture, it's even more than than music, even like what Vibes and Glory stands for. Like it's in the name, like the vibes but, like, giving glory to God. So, like, I just realised that that's way more than just any sonics as well. Like, it's mm, a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So then I thought, okay, like, how can we kind of have that represented in everything that we're going into? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also, I started T-shirts because I was looking for graphic tees, yeah, and I couldn't find any that were, like, sick. Like, all of the sick-looking ones had, like, skulls and death <laughs> on them and stuff. <laughs> no, I remember there was a year when skulls were a thing. Yeah. They want everything. You get yeah. tights with skulls, mm-hmm. like, T-shirts. And you just be there, like... Yeah, exactly. Can you rest, guys? And even, like, some of, like, the writing and stuff, just, for me, I just don't feel comfortable wearing that on my body. So I thought, let me just create one that I can really back and stand behind. Because also, I wasn't really feeling as much of the Christian... Brands. There are some that I really love. I can't remember the name of it. You know, the, the one that's big, Provisional Grace. Oh, Provisional Grace. My sister loves. I them, need to so. get some of that stuff. My sister loves um, them. Yeah. I just realised there wasn't much like variety in brands. So mm. thought, let's let's go. Oh, you should try um, Native Supply. They so it's a brand by KB, the rapper. His all the clothes there, like they can actually take all my money. They're oh, cool! I'm gonna check it out. Really, really good. Like it's just that they're very, not very expensive. They're a little bit expensive, and then because we're in the UK as well, shipping over is a bit long. But okay. love their stuff. Like, sorry, this is the time to <laughs> add for them. No, I mean even down to like designing the tea mm-hmm. and like coming up with how it would look because it does look. It doesn't look like it's not crosses everywhere. It's not like. This is a Jesus T-shirt, but then it's, like, really nice to wear. Mm. Um, How did you come up with that and then get it out to people? Um, You know, I think because I wasn't raised in the church, Mm. I feel like I have sometimes a bit of a different perspective because a lot of my friends aren't saved. Okay, Okay. that's interesting. (laughs) Talk about that. (laughs) So, like, I feel like it it makes it easier to not put out corny stuff mm. because I know what's actually cool I don't know if I'm sounding big headed right no you're not you're not you're not please I grew up in the church and I knew exactly what you mean yeah. I was like you better drag my yeah. life yes yes um, so yeah like I feel like so from there and as you know like everything's on a budget so mm. I literally went to Fiverr and found the designer that I wanted and was like okay I'm inspired by this this isn't this we want this and then yeah 
He did it for me. Oh, wow. I really forget that some artists, like, don't... Because a lot of the, the stereotypical way that artists become artists is you sing in church, someone notices you can sing, they support you, and then you eventually become an artist. Okay. That's a lot of people's stories. That's my story. That's my friend's stories. So when I hear someone who's like, oh, yeah, I didn't grow up in church, you know, I came to Jesus, and I do this now. Yeah. I forget that how transformative, like, the power of God is. Mm. So, yeah, in fact, let's even go to your testimony. Like, as much as you want to say, how did you come to know Jesus? And then why did you then go and say, I want to, like, make music? Because you could have sang, and you could have yeah. really been, like, another R&B singer. I don't... So, basically, I became a Christian when I was 18, mm-hmm. when I went to university in my first year. And, um, like, it completely changed my life, because before that, I was, like, partying, drinking every night, like, sleeping around, like, you know, just, like, normal teenager stuff. And I just thought, there's got to be more to life than this. So I became, yeah, I became a Christian, got saved. And then, like, a couple years later, I don't think I would be an artist or a singer if I wasn't a Christian. Mm, because okay. only because I was a Christian, I was like, where's the gospel music that sounds like this? Oh, wow. Do you know what I mean? Were, um, you, were you not singing, like, in your room? And didn't you in know my you shower. Could, but did you know you could sing? Were you like, oh, that sounds good? Or were you just like, oh, this is the thing I do? I liked my falsetto voice sometimes. <laughs> like, <it> was, <laughs> I didn't think I could sing. Like, wow. Nah. Sorry, I'm, I'm actually <laughs> like, you know, you're just like, yeah. wow. <laughs> Okay, yeah. so then you come to Jesus mm-hmm. and you're like, where's the gospel music I like? Yeah. And you say, oh, let me do it. Was it a thing of let me do it so I can listen to it and my friends can listen to it? Or was it let me do it so I can, you know, achieve world domination? Like, no, what was the plan? it was just so that it could exist. Mm. And I think as well, because I didn't class myself as a musician, being in uni, I, I made friends with loads of musicians and I saw that they were doing it. So I was like, I don't know how to do this, but can you help me? Okay. Kind of thing. Yeah. So even like when I was recording serve, um, my friend who produced it, he literally had to walk me through it line by line to make sure that I wasn't flat, to make sure everything was properly on pitch on key. Um and so it was just really awkward when I released it and it kind of blew up. Then being invited to shows to sing, I'm like, <laughs> I can't sing. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. It was like very it was very surreal. Gosh, and how do where do you think you got to a point where you were like, God is calling me to do this? Because obviously you're doing yeah. it full time, so mm-hmm. you you must believe in it now, right? It's not your, <laughs> yeah, yeah, fine. I believe in it now. That's um, good. Where did you get to that point? I would say after I because re- after I wrote Serve, I didn't release it first. I released okay. a song called Evidence oh, just okay. on YouTube and SoundCloud. Oh yeah, that's on New Work Deal, right? The, the new version. Of the, it. Okay, the new version. Yeah. <laughs> the upgraded version. Yeah, and um. So I released Evidence, and then I released Self officially, and I thought, wait, like, people are actually loving this. Let me carry on. And then that was it. Like, me seeing other people's response was like, okay, I'm in the right place. Yeah. There's actually a word in that. I feel like as artists, as, as fans of artists, we need to let you guys know that we're enjoying the music, that we're blessed by it, that so there's true. testimonies mm-hmm. from it. Because sometimes the artist just needs that encouragement. So. Oh, definitely, yeah. That's really good. Sorry, this has completely sidetracked my whole interview, but I'm just, like, so... <laughs> overwhelmed by the goodness of God because yeah even just you coming to Christ means that so many other people who've been blessed by your music now have an opportunity to come to Christ because you said yes and you made a song Mm -hmm. and you kept making songs and people kept saying Ashley this is great you know imagine like people in their rooms vibing to the song or you know they didn't say to you like we like it so true and it also makes me think of like there's so many creatives that are not delving into things because they're waiting for like God to say yes. Mm. But it's really like just try it. Like it, 
the worst that can happen is you know it's not for you, you move on to something else. And yeah. sometimes even the things that you go into that you realise is not for you lead to the thing that is for you. That's so good. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually blown away. Did you guys know that? I didn't know that. I was like, yeah, so what choir were you singing in? Like, I thought you were going to be like, oh, you're sitting in my church choir. Like, that's just the story. I sang like a tiny bit when I first got saved, but like the choir was so bad that it wasn't really a choir. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that wasn't a part of like establishing like, no, like it's the kind of um, it was like three people in the choir and like you know you just turn up and just sing like, just sing yeah no I, I know that very well <laughs> trust me I do I know it very well um and so yeah during this time of you know starting with Serve and all your first song and doing um singles then the EP drops then you start to do more you're doing collaborations during this time obviously really high profile um really great songs and then you, you know, you're winning a couple out, al- um, winning a couple albums, winning a couple awards, being nominated for stuff. Most recently, Female Artist of the Year at a Step Forward um, award show. That makes so much sense because you had a oh. great 2021. Bye. Like 2021 was the year of Asha, honestly. Wow. No, it was. Oh my god! Every like 20 minutes, it was like new song. And it was good. So, how does it feel to be like honored and just like not even just honored, but just like told like well done by like the industry? No, honestly, like, that was, it just, it meant more than I think anyone will know. Aww. Just because, because of, like, the ADHD thing that I mentioned um, sometimes on social media, like, it was really hard to push through. Like, mm. every day I was waking up thinking, I am not doing enough, because I knew how much time I was wasting. Mm. Um, and even other people would be like, Ash, you're so busy, Ash, you're doing so much. It was like, no, I'm fighting every day to get these songs out. Um, so at the end of the year, I was exhausted. I so Did you getting... take a break, though? Did you rest a bit? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> maybe for, I don't know, maybe if you did, like, over Christmas. But, um... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so by the end of the year, like, getting that award, it was like... Wow, God, we did it! Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> we made That's it. So big. nice. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you just touched on. Um, you speak on social media about ADHD and like working towards getting the diagnosis. Have you had it? Have you had the? No. Uh, no okay, you're working towards. But I'm like, it. I'm, yeah, it's like every single symptom for inattentive ADHD. I have it. So we've talked. <laughs> so we've actually talked about this because we were trying to set up this interview like mm-hmm. last year. I don't know if you remember, but we emailed you in like November last year. Yeah. And the funny thing is we were doing stuff. So we had seen each other like the limo shoot and stuff. And I was just like, I know Asha doesn't hate me. <laughs> no, not at all. I know, I'm like, I remember saying to the girls, like the CHH girls, we were like, they were like, oh, so have you booked Asha's interview? And I was like, no, guys, she might not like me because, you said, oh. because no, I was kidding though. Cause, oh, okay. Because we would see each other in person or yeah. we would message or you'd be like really supportive on social. And I'm like, she definitely likes us. Mm-hmm. And it must be like it must yeah. be something she must be going through something else because this doesn't make sense. Like you would message me and be like, Yeah, we're setting this for this, and then you'd be like, then you wouldn't say anything, and I'd be like, Oh no, she doesn't want to do it anymore. And then you messaged me and you explained, Oh yeah, I'm really just trying to fight through with certain things. And I basically said, That makes so much sense. Thank you for telling me. I'm also neurodiverse, and so I understand like how difficult like everyday mm-hmm. things are for people. Yeah. And so she was just like, Thank you for being gracious, like I thank you for understanding. And then we set this up and it was fine. But I think even just knowing that was really good information for me to understand that I wasn't, like, annoying you. Because yeah, I was like, oh, I'm messaging her too much. Like, she's busy. I'm like, I need to stop. Um, but how does, like, you said every day it was literally like a fight. But, like, how does it actually affect, like, producing music daily? I don't produce music daily. Okay. Because even though, like, I find, like, making music okay. But unless I'm in a hyper-focused mode. Okay. 
to sit at this desk and make music feels like a myth. There's so many distractions around, like whether it's I don't going grocery shopping with my mum or like making dinner or you know like you know making content. There's just so many different things that I could be doing that, yeah, it's a struggle. It's definitely. Sorry. And what have you found that's actually like helped you? Because you've spoken about this as well. Yeah. But what has been like things you've implemented to help? Um. So. In terms of making music, I'm still working through that. Okay. But in terms of everything else in life, calendar and to-do list. Yep. <laughs> Preaching to the choir. If it's not there, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, literally, I think I forgot to hang out with my friend the other day. I planned it like one day in advance. The next day, completely forgot. She turned up at the venue on her own. Oh, no. No, it was, it's that bad, like my memory. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah calendar and to-do list, definitely. No, I completely get that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm dyslexic and my memory is really bad. Everything's in my calendar. Everything's on my phone. Um, and that's why when you we were talking, I was like, no, I, like, I want you to understand. I understand. I, oh, and I mean, wow. to an extent as well, because yeah. it's different. But yeah. no, I assume, if it's not in my calendar, you won't see me there. Yeah, that's literally you won't, You'll be calling me. I'm in my house. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually in my house. Sorry. You actually understand. Yeah. 100%. So that's complete. That's why we sent the invite and everything. Yeah. Like, it's totally fine. Um, and I understand, I, I believe that you have, like, gracious people around you who have been supportive and encouraging this yeah I think it's been quite like a recent revelation like probably the last maybe like five months mm-hmm. and then before that like my family and friends I think there was like I remember my sister just thought I didn't care oh. about certain things because she'd say hey can you plan this up or set this up and I was just like it's gone out my head <laughs> like she was so I had to explain to her like I genuinely care but yeah I'm neurodiverse and has, has that helped, like, that conversation, has that helped? You yeah, know? I think it has. I feel like people are more, like, mm-hmm. ex- accepting and understanding yeah, now, definitely. which is good. Yeah, Because my parents have the same thing, like, because I don't live at home, like, I'll literally be like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll come and see, do this. And then they'd be like, hey, <laughs> it's me again. Like, and I'd be like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Um, do you have any kind of encouragement? Sorry, I'm really dwelling on this because this is definitely something that, I don't hear a lot of like creatives talk about being neurodiverse and especially Christian creatives because I think it is a recent thing that people are starting to like finally get diagnosed for. Yeah. Like I got diagnosed in my final year of uni, which oh, is really? not helpful because <laughs> yeah, I have to struggle all for yeah. education. <laughs> like it's not helpful. Um, you get to the end, you're just like, oh, by the way, have you done a dyslexia test? And I'm like, what? Wow. What is that? <laughs> is that a drink? <laughs> like, so, um, yeah, I think people are a lot more accepting now. But I just wanted to ask if you have any encouragement for someone who feels like they might be um, neurodiverse, they might have, like, dyslexia or ADHD, even, like, autism or anything on the spectrum, who feel like they have been limited in what they can do. Um, obviously, you're an example, and I'm an example, by God's grace, of what the, the, sky, the sky is the limit. But do you have any encouragement for someone? Um, I would say like just focus on finding strategies because it's like we have we have our own like superpowers as well like it's not all negative like I would say if it wasn't for like the way my brain is because Surf was the first song I ever like wrote Mm -hmm. now like who's who's first song they ever wrote reaches a million streams like that part that part do you know what I mean like me deciding okay I want to write a song and then that same song like so I think without that without that kind of the way my brain works of making sure things are so specifically good. Yeah. And that's a part of the ADHD too, because I was so hyper-focused on it. So yeah. Like, just like seeing the positives and then taking the pressure off in terms of um, some of the things that can hold back and not, I kind of guess for me, I use the 
understanding of it to take away the shame because mm. like especially as a christian i was wondering like why every time i sit sit down to read my bible like i can't concentrate do i not love god <laughs> <laughs> are you an unbeliever it, like, what's going on? it would get me down i was like i'm not even saved <laughs> oh no so like and especially as a christian artist yeah. because like everyone holds you to a standard of oh my gosh you're like super saved and it's just not true so yeah I think definitely like taking the pressure off exploring your our minds in a way that is like Mm. shame free and just really accepting but at the same time knowing that there are solutions we just have to work a different way sometimes Mm, that's good that's really good I feel like a lot of people need to hear that freedom especially from someone who they see on that and like you said might put on rightfully or unrightfully so on a platform and they're just like oh, okay well if she's like that and she's still you know getting things done maybe I can yeah too. and it's a journey because I'm not getting everything I want to get done done but you know <laughs> we're working towards it mm, that's so encouraging I remember seeing a story when you have talked you were talking about like overcoming shame and um like you had just said about shame you've done like things about um the psychology of relationships mm. like anyone who follows you on twitter or even sees your stories talk you 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 talk about topics that I think people think you're supposed to like study and secretly do by yourself yeah um and these are conversations that Mm. we should be having publicly so I actually want to talk about it more because I think the thing that led me to kind of get passionate about wholeness was when I got saved I just thought like oh I'm great now like you know any traumas in the past is gone I'm a new creation (laughs) but I think that's just not the way it works like it's a process we've got um so I thought oh let me just get with someone that loves God marry them and like be happy ever after but Honestly, it was the most toxic relationship ever. It was, it actually was, it ended up being really abusive. Oh no. Like so bad that like the police got involved and stuff. He got arrested. Like, oh no. Yeah, like <laughs> it was really oh, bad. Wow. Like, yeah, there was physical, physical abuse, like sexual abuse, like just really bad stuff. Mm. And like when it ended, I just thought, actually, like, there's things that I need to deal with mm-hmm. that I've kind of just been sweeping under the rug because it's like, oh, I love God. I'm a Christian now. Everything's great. And kind of being, what's the word? You know, when you kind of, you clock out like passive towards your issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like mm-hmm. disconnect from your issues. And that's like a trauma response. Yeah. It's a survival, then, yeah, survival. I thought, let me actually search up what healthy relationships look like because like as a Christian who came from like I come from a background where I haven't seen healthy relationships that doesn't just magically come when you become a Christian so I thought let me research what health looks like um just like the insides of me and and the insecurities I have and Mm. like the patterns let me explore all of this um and yeah I've seen so much fruit from it like I feel like a completely different person but there's still so much more left to do so yeah there's always more in the journey exactly wow I mean when you were talking about it it always came from like a place of passion and never from a place of judgment which is what I love about you because I think some Sometimes when female ministers are talking about something, it comes from a, wow, you're still doing that? Oh, you're still there? Uh, yeah, like, I understand that. Whereas yeah. everything, you ever, everything you ever shared, and like you weren't like out here putting your business on, on deck, but you were always like, <laughs> like, look what happened to me. You were just like, everything was in first person, which I think you you don't realise it's such a small but powerful thing. Doing stuff from, I used to be this and now I'm like this, as opposed to, you're probably like this, oh. is like, it's very... 
I'm going Wins to do that because sometimes it like I feel like oh everyone's saying you 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 maybe I should say you 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 and so I actually started to change it but now I'm going to switch it back I feel like you saying you is not a bad thing because it's like you individually yeah but it can come across from a I'm I'm whole now mm-hmm. you should get like me yeah when you're trying to say I'm getting whole mm-hmm. follow Jesus as I follow Jesus kind of thing That's so wow so I do appreciate that yeah to be I've never seen it like that before yeah. wow <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it's encouraging you <laughs> But um, I think, yeah, my, my question is more, how do you get the boldness to do that? Um, knowing that you're opening up yourself for, like, critique or people being like, oh, my gosh, Asha's not as perfect as we thought or whatever. Mm. Why do you feel... I think I try to stick to things that I've kind of worked through to an extent mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. because I don't want to just, like, spread brokenness everywhere because, like, who's that encouraging <laughs> sorry that's so good so please continue um yeah so I feel like I, I worked through a lot of it by myself and then I would just share like the resources that I was reading and be like okay I'm reading this you guys can read this too um and I forgot the question <laughs> where did you get the boldness, boldness and confidence to do it yeah so I think like for me, everything has to come from a place of not just sharing myself for no reason, but I'm always thinking about who can this encourage. Mm-hmm. And so that always, like, even, like, in my songs and stuff, just having that at the forefront of my head of, okay, I'm doing this for that for that girl over there who's been through this and she hasn't got any... Oh, I'm going to stop crying. No! I mean, not cry. Um, but, yeah, doing it for, like, that girl who doesn't have... Oh, my God. <laughs> Why am I crying? Oh, <laughs> oh you but you get the picture. You get the picture. So yeah, like, and even it's like praying with my followers, or not, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. not like not even just followers, but just like friends I've actually made like online. Yeah. So like praying with people with young girls and stuff, and even some like young boys, and it's just like it's just been so powerful. And I've realized people need to hear this. They need to hear it. So when I'm coming from a place where people need to hear this, it's so much easier. Mm-hmm. I'm like bring them back in no I really appreciate you being passionate about this and even just sharing it because I think that's part of the reason why you have such a dedicated and like engaged following who when you drop any kind of news or any kind of music they're really like cool Mm. let's go and listen to the song and people will be making tiktoks and stuff to your music as (laughs) on the day it drops and stuff like that um what advice would you give to the up-and-coming artist who is trying to build that community and fan base? Um, I would say study it because there are so many, like, experts in building communities that have written books mm-hmm. and have made videos. So, like, learn from the best. And I think, like, all in all, it's not really about numbers or um, kind of, like, you know, building followers, but it's more so about connecting with people. I think when we come out of a place of, like, empathy of, okay, how can I give people what they want, mm-hmm. what they actually need... Um, and like serve like what Jesus did but just on social media yeah then it all comes naturally so I say focus on like how to see things from other people's points of views and how to connect with people in a genuine authentic way and then it comes yeah I feel like you do that especially even just responding to comments on yeah it's even like yeah because that was actually something that I read in a book which was like wow return every handshake it's like if someone has made the time to Mm. comment on it like the least I can do is just say hi back do you know what I mean so that's so nice a lot of artists (laughs) don't do that you know it's like a thing like oh it makes me look famous like it doesn't do you any good (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) it's backwards you might as well just you know a little heart yeah no that's really good um, yeah, you've given so much in this interview and it means so much to us as the fans and as people that are like, you know, here for you and here for your music. Um, 
just wanted to ask what we can do for you. So how oh. can we, as people that love and support you, pray for you and encourage oh, you? I would love prayer. If anyone wants to pray with me, like, feel <laughs> what free. What kind of prayer? Like, what, what can we pray? <laughs> Any prayer request? I would about? say in working through ADHD symptoms in terms of making the music. Mm-hmm. Especially because it's just, like, me on my own in this room. So, like, just, like, praying for strategies and stuff. Yeah, that's good. Guys, pray for strategies. And pray also for... consistency of God. Like, pray for consistency of God. Yeah, yeah. Staying at the root of your music and yeah. what you do. Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. We're here for it. And um, yeah, it's only the beginning of 2022. I don't know when you guys are going to watch and hear this, but what can we look forward to seeing between now, maybe in the next few months, next few years? Anything that you want to share? Um, what can we be looking forward to? Um, like, it's funny that you said that I kind of share a lot on wholeness mm-hmm. and like other stuff. I feel like I'm, I'm not sharing that much. So I definitely want to, like, ramp it up, but also, like, take things, like, a lot deeper in terms of, um, what's the word? Like, just meeting up with people, whether that's mm. online or in person, and just, like, actually getting to know everyone a lot better. So, okay. yeah. So, like, sessions and stuff like that, like? Yeah. Okay. Sessions. Oh, nice. I love that you have, like, things that you're passionate about outside of music that also kind of bleed into the music anyway, but even just like wholeness and emotional um, issues and and life, having those discussions is kind of separate from the music. So people can connect you on that way as well as the music. We have the project coming out when, Mm -hmm. I mean... <laughs> it's just not recorded. Oh, I mean, we were like yeah. writing stuff, right? Yeah, it's it's most of it's written. I just I probably need to upgrade my mic and my my recording equipment because mm. everything's just sounding dusty right now. So, <laughs> so pray I, against the dust. Yeah, pray against. Once I upgrade my equipment, I'll start recording it. Okay. Properly. So no dates are gonna be. No. no. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. And um, you mentioned before the interview, and you can say as much as you want, but um. You know, earlier this year, we heard, like, oh, my gosh, you've been signed to the HFP music label, like, the HFP family. We're friends with the label. Like, we've interviewed Ray, Ray, um, Series 2. And, yeah, they've just been really big on, like, pushing female talent. What's, like, how has that been? And what's kind of, what's going on with that? Um, So, yeah, I'm independent again now, which, like, I have a lot of love for HFP genuinely and um I'm glad that we're on we're like we're, we're cool yeah. <laughs> but I think just like for me being independent I realize it's just so much it just makes a lot more sense okay. especially like on the business level and I think that's something that I had not yet researched or gotten to into clue with was just the difference between being independent and being signed yeah um and what that does on a like even just financial level kind mm-hmm. of thing because mm-hmm. as as an artist I've grown up I get I get my royalties so like I did. I didn't pretty deep what certain things would look like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your percentage. Yeah. Enjoy. So I think they were like they were kind enough to um to let me readdress certain things after signing, and so like for that I'm so grateful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. So that's just one <laughs> element of the whole journey that you're kind of learning more about. Yeah. And... Now I know like how important the business side of music is. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're going to do it as, like, a career Yeah, thing. exactly. Me not having another job. I was thinking, wait, how am I going to eat? <laughs> what are we eating today? No, genuinely. Maybe I'll just sing for my food, you know? I'll just sing. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like the stereotype is that, like, label artists have more money because they do they have bigger numbers. But that's just not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, especially when you've been the one kind of building the fan base, yeah. building the artist yeah. numbers. And then it's like... Oh, 
where is my money? <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, I think especially because you're doing it full time. Like if you were doing something else, like you could just be doing it for the love of God. And yeah, stuff. yeah. But like, <laughs> I'm actually so rude. For the love of God, you still need to pay your bills. So exactly. Um, yeah. yeah no, that that makes complete sense. And we're just really glad that everyone's good terms because mm-hmm. that's one thing about the Christian industry that can be a bit techy sometimes when it's related to like this is ministry, but it's also like your livelihood. Yeah. So yeah, hundred percent. No, amazing. Um, yeah. Again, thank you so much for speaking to us I honestly could speak to you more and more especially when you talk about like your testimony when you talk about emotional healing I'm like please say more <laughs> like I feel like I could see you giving talks and stuff like that on this oh my gosh um, that would be amazing would you like would you like go to events and like maybe speak and stuff yeah, like I'd that yeah I'd love to do that Nice. Yeah. Well, I feel like more people need to know that that's something you're not just interested in. She's also well read in it. Like you don't just like talk. Yeah. Because a lot of people just be talking <laughs> on this here internet. People just be opening their oh mouths and and talking. Whereas you will you share resources. I think you shared a book. There was a book about um you were talking about um female sexuality. I think. Oh yeah. And you shared a book. And I was like, nobody be sharing books these days. <laughs> yeah. like, I, I love oh, books. Oh, yeah, because so you're yeah, book reader. I'm really big mm-hmm. on books. So when people share books, I'm like, okay, you're not just, you know, opening your mouth. Yeah. No, because let's, let's be serious. Though. Like, if it's, like, if it's something like medicine mm-hmm. or, like, you, you just you can't just, like, yeah. like it's actually illegal. You can't just be getting yeah. up and talking. But when it comes to Christian things, we think, oh, this person's yeah, a, Christian, a Christ so follower. True. They can say anything. Mm-hmm. You have to be so careful. That's why I love learning from ex-works. Like, even, like reading books and relationships and stuff I love learning from people who have given like counselling to mm. couples over like years do you know what I mean they're not just saying oh my gosh it's me and my husband it's what we do yeah. no like they've actually helped couples through issues so, and different couples yeah. as well because everyone's different exactly hearing from experts good. is the best no that's good that's what I'm saying like I think people need to know the extent of like how well read you are about these topics and that you can actually do you know what it them. is like I don't know if you have this as well but I need to make more notes so yeah. I, mean, I have to read a book again. Yeah, that's me. That's me. I take pictures of like paragraphs. Oh, really? Yeah, because I memory. Oh, you read memory physical thing. books. I read physical oh, books. Yeah. I'm are you a book girl. okay? Yeah. Oh, are you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You have to like make a voice note or something. Yeah. Or sometimes I'll buy the Kindle as well, so uh, I can okay. listen and read because it just oh, helps for attention span. That's how I read. Oh really? my god, that's how I read the Bible. Oh really? On my phone, I like read. Oh, I read yeah. it in black screen, mm-hmm. white text. I read it and I listen to it at the same it time. Oh <laughs> sorry, no one else. Everyone else is like, "Why can I hear what you're reading?" I'm like, "I have to." I'm so sorry. I'm trying to get the word. I'm yeah, trying to get the word. No one ever gets it. Oh my god! I feel seen. I feel seen. Um, yeah, no, I can honestly go on and on, but like, I will let you go. <laughs> um, where can we find you? Find your music and keep up with you. Um, pretty much every platform. Asha Elia, such up, and I'll be there. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much, Asha. We really appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Paula. <laughs> Hi, guys. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you did, make sure to leave a like rating wherever you're listening to this and to follow us on Instagram at shehhpodcast.